Hey guys, thank you for checking out A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole, a podcast where I ferret through my vinyl collection of about 500 records and my ever-diminishing brain of about 500 remaining brain cells, and I take a light-hearted, laid-back, positive fanboy's look at my favourite songs and bits of songs and artists that fall within a different, pointless set theme every episode. I choose from any song part or artist that has given me joy as a listener or a slight Norwegian wood as a musician. This is just a bit of chilled, unnecessary fun and a warning that there's low-level humour, high-level swearing and hopefully medium-level entertainment for your ear holes. As a lot of people do like to share their opinions these days, please let me know if you think that I've missed something in my record collection that I know and that I like by sending me an email at recyclebin at a rock and roll rabbit hole podcast forward slash go fecky good self cockgoblin.com and I'll get back to you. But seriously, if you do want to say hi, you can hit me up and follow the podcast on Instagram, a rock and roll rabbit hole podcast, and you can check out the website, a rock and roll rabbit hole.com. There's a bunch of good stuff over there. Please rate, review, subscribe, share, all that sort of shit if you're digging the podcast. Thanks again. Apologies in advance. And here goes. Oh, here's a tape, no boy. Thanks as always for checking out the podcast. A few people reported back to me that in the first five minutes of last week's episode, there was some South Park sort of glitch. If you did hear that, I've updated the file, so it should be good to go. I'm actually in Thailand this month and I packed the pod gear so I can get some potting done between pod ties. And this is part two of last week's part one of the two-parted party of Manus, boys' names in song titles. And here's what we heard in the last episode. Recapping the magic. I never thought I'd die alone. See So before the recap, we heard Buddy Holly's song, Oh Boy, which I cleverly put in there to indicate that there was boys' songs coming up. And speaking of Buddy Holly, Weezer have this gem. So in the last episode, we had a bit of a John off with a bunch of songs that mentioned John. And somehow John is nicknamed Down to Jack. So let's jack off together with these classics. I want y'all to know that it, it, it wasn't totally my fault in the first place. I, I realize I, I came home pretty late the other night. How late it was? Well, I came home, it must have been about 1.30 or something. Right, guys, so it was three o'clock. Jesus, I don't understand. In, in any case, I don't know what she meant talking about a French restaurant. I ain't, I don't get it. No, not me. I, I'm more of a neck bones and shillings, collard greens, that kind of man, you know. <laughs> I, I, mean, I ain't got nothing against French food, but you, you understand where I'm coming from. And besides, I, 
I don't know why I had to go through the situation that I went through. But let me let me stop babbling and tell y'all what really happened to me. I, I, I open up my door and stumble on this cassette. And, and I tell y'all the truth. I, I, I don't usually bother about, you know, you figure, okay, so it's worse to me. But I thought, well, it's late. And, and after all, a cassette in the middle of the floor, I wonder what it is. Your curiosity gets you. I start thinking, well, I better play it. It might be another I can't stop loving you or something. You can't tell these days, you know. I, I walk over and I put this cassette on the player. And I'm gonna tell you, friends, I got the shock of my life. But what I mean by that is, is it, my own woman's voice saying to me, But I guess if you said so, I'm gonna have to pack my things and go. That's right, hit the road, Jack. What? So Hit the Road, Jack, was written by Percy Mayfield and recorded by Ray Charles in June 1961 and went to number one in New Zealand, Sweden, America, number three in Australia and number six in the UK. And I got no stats on Norway, unfortunately. The song was demoed by Percy Mayfield in 1960 as an a cappella track and check it out here. Don't come back no more. No more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't come back no more. Now what'd you say? Hit the road, Jack. And don't come back no more. No more, no more, no more. And of course we have this song that finally we have some Norwegian stats on, as this classic went to number three in Norway in 1968 and also number three in the US, but topped the charts in Australia, Germany, Netherlands, New Zealand, and the UK. Rolling Stone magazine rated this Jackathon at number 144 in their stupid 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. And this song appears on none of the Rolling Stones studio albums, but is probably on 50 or so of their best ofs. And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that we have all heard the single version. So let's check out an earlier, rougher version of Jumping Jack Flash. still in the 60s the who released happy jack in december 1966 and it went to number three there and number one in canada it was also their first top 40 hit in america where it went to number 24 happy jack wasn't old but he was a Jack last episode about Jack and Diane Metallica have the house that Jack built Inside. 
Jack song that was released in 1973 by Billy Joel that timed in at, at just over seven minutes. Probably one of the most important songs in Billy Joel's career because a performance of the song on April 15th, 1973 at a live radio concert in Philadelphia brought Billy Joel to the attention of major record labels, including Columbia, and he would sign a contract with them in 1973 where he would release his second album, but his first album on Columbia, and that album was called Piano Man. Billy Joel wrote Captain Jack in his apartment in Oyster Bay in Long Island, looking out the window, where across the street there was a housing project where he could see suburban teenagers going to the project and buying heroin from a dealer known as Captain Jack. And the only stats I could find for Piano Man was it went to number three in Australia, 26 in Canada, and 27 in America. Captain Jack, Billy Joel. Saturday night and you're still hanging around You're tired of living in your one-horse town like to find a little hole in the ground for a while mm -hmm. So you go to the village in your tie-dye jeans And you stare at the junkies and the closet queens It's like some pornographic magazine and you smile The Captain Jack will get you high tonight Take you to your special island Captain Jack will get you by Jack also mentions jacking off. Your sister's gone out, she's on a date, and you just sit at home and masturbate. Your phone is gonna ring soon, but you just can't wait for that call. So you stand on the corner in your new English clothes And you look so polished from your hair down to your toes Oh, but still your finger's gonna pick your nose After all Van Morrison has Jackie Wilson said. Dang a ling a ling, 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 dang a ling a ling,
stop on this Jack journey is probably my favourite of the Jack songs and it's The Jack by ACDC. I'm going to chuck in a live version from 1979 which was broadcast on Australian TV show Countdown where Bon Scott changes the lyrics and I guess it shows how far we haven't come. There's no way he'd be able to sing this on TV these days. Check it out here. So that concludes our jacking off. While we're in controversial lyric land, let's have a listen to Frank Zappa's boy name song, Bobby Brown Goes Down. Block your ears, kids, if certain letters placed in certain orders making up certain words offend your little ears, because this one's got them. Hey there, people, I'm Bobby Brown. They say I'm the cutest boy in town. My car is fast. My teeth is shiny I tell all the girls they can kiss my hiney Here I am at a famous school I'm dressing sharp and I'm acting cool I got a cheerleader here wants to help with my paper Let her do all the work and maybe later I'll rave her Oh God, I am the American dream I do not think I'm too extreme And I'm a handsome son of a bitch I'm gonna get a good job and be real rich. Get a good, get a good, get a good, get a good. Women's liberation came creeping all across the nation. I tell you people, I was not ready when I fucked this dyke by the name of Freddie. She made a little speech then. All she tried to make me say when. She had my balls in a vice, but she left the dick I guess it's still hooked on, but now it shoots too quick Oh God, I am the American dream But now I smell like Vaseline And I'm a miserable son of a bitch Am I a boy or a lady? I don't know which I wonder, 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 wonder So I went out and bought me a leisure suit I jingle my change, but I'm still kinda cute Got a job doing radio promo 
And none of the jocks can even tell I'm a homo Eventually me and a friend Sort of drifted along into S&M I can take about an hour on the Tower of Power As long as I get a little golden shower Oh God, I am the American dream With a spindle up my butt till it makes me scream And I'll do anything to get ahead I'll lay awake nights saying thank you, Fred Oh God, oh God, I'm so fantastic Thanks to Freddy, I'm a sexual spastic And my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now, I'm going down And my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now, I'm going down And my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now And while we're on Frank Zappa, in 1979, Frank released a boy title song called Joe's Garage, which has the amazing fact that it charted nowhere else except for Norway, where it went to number four. Go Norway. Joe's Garage by Frank Zappa also starts with a pretty sick bass moose. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? So that's Joe's Garage, and of course we have Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. The authorship of Hey Joe has been contested over the years, and different recordings have credited its writing to either Billy Roberts or Dino Valenti, or listed as a traditional song. Billy Roberts registered it for copyright in 1962, and had been playing it live since the 50s, and a Scottish songwriter, Len Partridge, not our Len Partridge, also claimed he helped Billy Roberts write Hey Joe. Uh, so, a quick email here from Samantha, who says that she has fat arms. Oh, oh, Samantha. I mean, a lot of people, so many of you, have a fixation with physical perfection these days. It's because we're bombarded with images of size zero models, an impossible ideal to attain. It is, absolutely. Samantha, I'm sure, I'm sure your arms are absolutely fine. She's, um, well, she's got an attachment here. So... Oh my God, they are vast! Th- wow, Alan. That's. Uh, but she, you've got a lovely face, Samantha. She's got a, she's got a lovely face. Yeah. Uh, I've got to send this to Jonathan Ross. Okay, and uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd be surprised. I've been checking out the podcast stats, and I get more listens in America now. So apologies to the Americans if you're not sure who that is, but it's Alan Partridge. Check him out. Anyway. Back to Hey Joe. Here's the first known recording of Hey Joe by a Californian band called The Leaves from 1965. Hey Joe, what are you doing with that gun in your hand? 
The Beatles. Thank you, David. I was driving out to John's house after John and Cynthia had got divorced. And I was just going out to say hello to Cynthia and Julian. And I started coming up with these words. In my own mind, it was, I was kind of talking to Julian. Hey, Jules, don't take it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. You know, be all right. So I kind of got the first sort of idea on the way out there with this Hey, Jules, as I thought it was going to be called. It seemed a little bit of a mouthful, so um, I changed it to Jude. And then I liked the song a lot, and I... I played it to John and Yoko when I'd finished it all. Uh, or I, I actually had finished, but I thought there was a little more to go because there was just one bit of the words, which was the movement you'll need, the movement you need is on your shoulder. And I'm playing it and I just looked at John and said, I'll fix that, I'll fix that. He said, what? I said, well, you know, the movement you need is on your shoulder. I, I, I've used the word shoulder once. And it, anyway, it's a stupid expression. It sounds like a parrot, you know, well, I'll change that. He said, you won't, you know. He said, that's the best line in the song, you know. What? He said, I know what it means. The movement you need is on your shoulder. It's great. It's kind of... So that was the great thing about Johnny, whereas I would definitely knock that line out. He said, it's great. I could see it through his eyes and go, oh, OK. So that is the sort of line now when I do that song. That's the line when I think of John, you know. When did you realise that Paul McCartney, the Beatles song, Hey Jude, which was originally Hey Jules, mm. was really about you? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he did, he did, we actually, when I was uh, probably, uh, I think it was doing some promotional work on the, on the, the promotional circuit, shall I say, uh, actually in New York for the first album, and we were both doing, this, Paul and I were both doing the same show, mm -hmm. Uh, and it was at the Carlisle Hotel. I remember it quite clearly. It's got a couple of pictures of us there. And I, I wanted to confirm it with him because, you know, I hadn't really spoken to him during my teens as such. So, and he, you know, he just confirmed that that was the, the case and that was the song. And then, you know, I think I've heard that song more than any other human. <laughs> I thank him for it, for it dearly, but it's almost sent me to the loony bin as well. <laughs> Hey Jude, don't make it bad Take a sad song and make it better Remember to let her into your heart Then you can start to make it better There's a man there you know He's the host of the show And you'll find that he fucking hates choirs And I might as well get this one out of my system as well. There's a man there you know He's the host of the show And you'll find that he also 
I'm not sure if Mark Eberline still listens, but this one's for you, brother, on your little wintry island, and I hope it tickles your anti-Beatles nipple. Hills of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. And one day his woman ran off with another guy, hit young Rocky in the eye. So we just heard the Beatles songs, Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite, Dr. Robert, Maxwell Silverhammer, Mean Mr. Mustard, Rocky Raccoon, and the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Oh, yeah, and last week we heard The Ballad of John and Yoko. To find Gideon's Bible, Rocky had come equipped with a gun to shoot off the legs of his rival. We got uh, we got the band. Well, I want to uh, actually listen to it right now. A track called uh, "Stand." It's the third track on the album. What's, uh, what's all this about? Explain this. Um, basically, it's just about crazy fan mail that I get from people, and it's about like a kid who is really sick. You know what I'm saying? And 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 takes everything that I say literally. Like if I say I'm gonna slit my wrist, he wants to slit his wrist. It's like he's crazy for real. Like I'm not. <clears throat> like he's crazy for real, and it's like. Everything that I say, he can relate to. It's like he finally found somebody that he can relate to. So at the end of the song, um, he ends up committing suicide and driving his girl off a cliff, and it's like really crazy. But it, it was a song, kind of. It's kind of like a message to the fans to let them know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like everything that I say is not meant to be taken literally. Right. Just most of the things that I say. Okay. It's the feel-good hit of the season. Oh, is it based on on uh, real life? Do you get letters like this? Yeah, I get crazy letters like that. That's yeah. why I was saying, you know, I don't understand. Like, all this is, is crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? I never knew that I was going to have any of this. This is all, this is all, you know, a little bit much for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. To even imagine this. But now it's happening, and it's like, for people to look up to me like this is really crazy for me. I, like, go through things in my head every day. You yeah. know, like, what is going on? You know, I feel like I live at MTV. I got a bed back there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I think they're changing my sheets back there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we get we get letters for you, because basically you are a resident here. Uh, we get your mail. I want to uh, check out one letter. It's from Miss Slim Shady 2000, also known as Megan. Uh, she says, uh, my mom's mad at me now. All I ever do is sit in front of the TV and watch that video. Now she's worried and annoyed. So I just came up here to listen to it some more. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's, this is the best part. I actually have a gold-plated ring that I wear, and I pretend I'm engaged to him. Wow. Isn't that nice? How old is she? 12? Uh, you know, I don't know. She doesn't say. Let me, let me look through. I don't think she says. Probably Most of my letters that I get are, like, usually girls from... My name is such and such. I'm 15 or 17. You know what I'm saying? I get a lot of that. Yeah. You know. Very flattering, but not very practical. Can't do anything about yeah. it, right? No, well, I can. <laughs> That's true, you can. But we won't. I think I know what he's saying, if you know what I'm saying. Dear mister, I'm too good to call and write my friends. This will be the last package I ever send your ass. It's been six months and still no word. I don't deserve it. I know you got my last two letters. I wrote the addresses on them perfect. So this is my cassette I'm sending you. I hope you hear it. I'm in the car right now. I'm doing 90 on the freeway. Hey, Slim, I drink a fifth of vodka. You dare me to drive? You know the 
song by Bill Collins in the air of the night about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't. Then Bill saw it all, then at his show he found him. That's kind of how this is. You could have rescued me from drowning, now it's too late. I'm on a thousand downers now, I'm drowsy. And all I wanted was a lousy letter of a call. I hope you know I ripped all of your pictures off the wall. I love you, Slim. We could have been together. Think about it. You ruined it now. I hope you can't sleep and you dream about it. And when you dream, I hope you can't sleep and you scream about it. I hope your conscience eats at you when you can't breathe without me. See, Slim? Shut up, bitch. I'm trying to talk. Hey, Slim, that's my girlfriend screaming in the trunk. But I didn't slit her throat. I just tied her up. See, I ain't like you. Cause if she suffocates, she'll suffer more. And then she'll die, too. Well, gotta go. I'm almost at the bridge now. Oh, shit. I forgot. How am I supposed to send this shit out? The Danny in the Ramones ballad, Danny Says, is Ramones manager Danny Fields. And the song also mentions Sheena, who appeared in our episode two, Girls Names. Danny says we gotta go, gotta go to Idaho. episode we heard the darkness's Jussie's girl which I also could have slotted in the self-namers episode Jussie is obviously a reference to the darkness singer Justin Hawkins Jussie's Girl was obviously a tip of the hat to this song. And while we're on Jessie's, the Pogues had Jesse James. Jesse James, we understand, has killed a many man. He robbed the union trains. He stole from the rich, he gave to the poor. He had a hand and a heart and We're just going to briefly interrupt uh, the COVID inquiry to bring you the sad news that uh, Shane McGowan, the singer-songwriter and uh, former founding member of the Pogues, uh, has died aged uh, 65. A statement uh, on Instagram from his 
uh, wife Victoria Mary Clark uh, read, I don't know how to say this, uh, I am just going to say it. Shane, who will always be the light that I hold before me and the measure of my dreams and the love of my life and the most beautiful soul and beautiful angel and the sun and the moon and the start and uh, end of everything I hold dear has gone to be with Jesus uh, and Mary and his beautiful mother, Therese. Uh, the statement continues and ends with uh, the very moving uh, line to say, you will live in my heart forever, rave on in the garden, all wet with rain that you love so much, you meant the world to me. The statement also talks about the way he so enriched the lives, not just of her and family members, but of so many uh, more. The Pogue singer Shane McGann has died uh, aged 65. And the lovely darkness also have a second sort of self-mentioned song called She's Just a Girl, Eddie. And it was written to cheer up their original drummer, Ed Graham, after a hard breakup. Ed Graham hated the song. surprised by how big a hit a boy named Sue became? Did you think it was going to zoom like it did? No, as a matter of fact, I hadn't even planned to take it to San Quentin when I left Nashville to go that day. June, as an afterthought as we were leaving, said, take the words to a boy named Sue. Maybe you'll just recite it for him. That's, that's really what I did. I put it on a music stand, and uh, my band and Carl Perkins played... Uh, played the rhythm, they started into a rhythm, and I told the cons, I, I said, I don't know this song, but I think you like this, and that was the one and only recording of a boy named Sue I've ever done. Well, you and, can hear them whooping it up in the background, yeah, all those Yeah, oh, they did too. love it. Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me, just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red, and some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fists got hard, my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky-tonks and bars And kill that man that gave me that awful name Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July And I'd just hit town and my throat was dry I thought I'd stop and have myself a brew at an old saloon on a street of mud, there at a table dealing stud, sat the dirty mangy dog that named me Sue. Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn out picture that my mother had, and I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye. Cat Stevens' second single was a boy's name titled song, Matthew and Son, and it went to number two in England. And the song features a pre-Led Zeppelin John Paul Jones on bass. Yeah. Immediately, I had to get myself a guitar. And my father gave me eight pounds to do that. Great investment, I must say. <laughs> yeah, my dad said, my, my dad asked my brother, you know, you think I should? He goes, yes. <laughs> yes. 
so I had a lot of help from my brother. Anyway, soon um, I had a big break. Um, I started writing my own songs, and uh, then I got a record contract. Very soon, um, I had a hit, which was like that first song that I sang earlier. But then my big hit was this one. Having released one of the hottest debut albums in a long time with the band's smash hit Hot Fuss, The Killers are currently touring in support of their sophomore release, Samstown. The Killers, who originally hail from Las Vegas, Nevada, named their album after the hotel and casino by the same name, and they certainly felt some pressure to follow such a runaway hit album like Hot Fuss, which featured numerous radio hits. We caught up with Brandon Flowers, who is the main lyricist for The Killers, to discuss his growth as a songwriter after so much worldwide success in the past few years. I feel different, you know, than I did when I, when I wrote the first set of lyrics. Uh, you know, we grew up a lot. We kind of got thrown into the, the pack of the wolves and uh, made me look at myself a lot more, and that's, that's kind of reflective on Samstown. Whereas on the first album, it was more fantasy. I forgive the choir use in this song because it's done pretty well. same choir that the killers used on the hot fuss track all these things that i've done the choir were called the sweet inspirations they actually toured and recorded with elvis in the last eight years of his life they included sissy houston who was whitney houston's mum. fucking fun fact Shut up. 
That's the second of the Killers boys' name songs, Andy, You're a Star. So let's pop a fork in that one right there, and I'll put out part three in a couple of days. Thanks, guys. See ya. How the fuck was that?